Hello everybody and welcome to It Is In Us Now, It Is In U.S. Now, a podcast that encourages deeper thought, inner reflection, positive vibration, benevolent opinion, and the insightful, constructive gems of information. I am your host, Gil C., bringing you this podcast from the ever-awakening U.S. of America, and am very delighted to bring you podcast number 24. Well, first of all, happy July, everybody. We are officially over, uh, I guess, the hump month of June (laughs) for the middle of the year, and we are now drawing into the latter part or the latter half of the year, which is probably going to pass us by just as quickly as the first six months. It does seem as though time is speeding up. I do feel this, especially in the last few weeks, along with all the actually more so in the last few days, maybe perhaps everything that was weird, awkward, and unsettling in the energy in the last three or four weeks to a month, or three weeks to a month, uh, was leading up to a speed in our time. It just feels as though, for example, when I arrive at work, half the day is gone within what feels like, I don't know, 30 minutes. I just, I've just noticed this greatly, even working with some of my clients, you know, when the hour's up, it feels like we just started, five minutes prior. So uh, there's definitely a uh, something is going on that is um, definitely encouraging this feeling. Uh, So anyways, let's talk about today. So today I wanted to bring a discussion to the ground on two topics. Uh, The first thing that I wanted to talk about was the full moon. As we have just uh, gone into and are exiting a full moon period, uh, I believe the full moon was at its peak for us here in the Northern Hemisphere. Uh, Let me guess. I think it was about, uh, not guess, let me think. I should say it was June 27th and 28th. We're now July 1st, so it's going to start waning. And uh, so... I guess uh, I wanted to talk about this because there was a moment where I was speaking with this in regards uh, to this topic with some friends. I just thought that would be kind of a fun topic to talk about. I'm also going to give a little anecdote to go along with this. And then the second discussion that I would like to have for today is going to surround itself with the topic of genetically modified organisms or GMOs. This again is a conversation that came up with uh, some friends of mine and I thought well you know what I think I'm going to do a podcast on this just because it is something that I have personally uh, paid attention to for quite some time and You know, I don't think it would hurt to just give out a little insightful, constructive information and allow whoever hears this podcast to make their own decisions in regards to it. So with that being said, let's get today's podcast underway. Now, it seems that as of late, a few of our podcasts have turned attention to the heavens, uh, whether it's a retrograde, a full moon, something going on galactically speaking, energy coming in, coming out. Uh, We all know that now, we should all know that we are energy and that we are influenced by other energies around us. So... The other night, I was actually at home, and I can't quite remember what I was doing. I was busy. I think I was preparing to uh, get some things in line for art projects that I am working on, and I had received a message from some friends who had invited me out to the park to go and observe the moon. A friend of mine, he wanted to take pictures of it, and... um, I don't really know exactly, maybe perhaps the whole gist of uh, that occurrence. Energetically speaking, it was a great experience. I personally haven't been out in the full moonlight in nature in quite a while. And the park that we went to was extremely loud when it came to the energy that was there. 
from an energy perspective. And um, it was uh, serendipitous. It was something that was necessary because it definitely spurned and inspired this conversation. And the interesting thing is uh, how everything correlated is I had every intention of doing a moon meditation for this full moon and uh, was also deciding what I was going to focus on at that time when I received this uh, contact uh, to go and join in on the experience. So I was very, very grateful for that. I have to say that up front, uh, definitely felt the surge and the energy of what was going on uh, through my observations of the moon and just being in its full presence. And of course, being completely surrounded by nature, trees. I mean, just, it was an amazing experience. Uh, nice to be out in an area that wasn't so obviously or heavily uh, illuminated by, you know, uh, city light, even though we were not too far outside of the city. We were actually still in city limits. It's just for the area. There wasn't too much uh, going on to distract from the views and observations of everything around us. And the moon was just beautiful. I mean, everything was lit. We, uh, You could see everything very clearly. I just, I really, really enjoyed it. So, as we were there, uh, I definitely, of course, asked if they wanted to hear any, uh, you know, any information on the moon or interpretations or what it is from an ast ast astrological standpoint as far as energy is concerned. Me being the person who's always ready to, um, to bring forth an insight or at least information that people can take and do with what they want. So, uh, so that is kind of the focus of this first part of our podcast today. So the full moon, uh, I mean, generally speaking, when the full moon comes around, I think people tend to think about things like the tides of the water, how the full full moon uh, has an effect on them, its gravitational pull or force. Uh, I know when you think about things uh, outside of that aspect, but from an energetic standpoint, as far as uh, people are concerned, you have like the term lunatic uh, that has come about from the, I guess it would be the actions that people undergo or encounter or take on during this full moon time. So again, remembering that uh, there is a gravitational force and pull that goes on with this time period and how it, it optically and obviously affects the waters of our planet, we do have to stop and remember that our bodies are vastly made out of water and fluid, and even down to the bone, when you think about it, the marrow and stuff like that, and just different parts of our body are all are all measured by water as well. Whether as solid as some parts are and as fluid as some parts are, there is definitely a lot of fluid going on uh, actively inside of our body. So we have to remember that we ourselves can be affected just as plainly as the waters of this planet can be affected by these forces, these pulls, these energies. So the one thing that a lot of people tend to um, recognize during a full moon period would be like the heightened heightened senses of of people whether it's intuition whether it's energy um i guess uh emotions feelings and mental processes all of those things are heightened and elevated i personally tend to not frequent recreational outings like bars and clubs and things of that nature because uh, during the full moon because with the use of alcohol and whatever recreational substances people's, uh, people tend to participate in nowadays, uh, I tend to notice that a lot of, uh, there's, there's usually more fights or arguments, altercations, uh, usually a lot more people running around crazy and batty. I'm pretty sure if, uh, you are one who works in the medical field, you probably also 
have uh, noticed like an increase in injuries and an increase in just like intakes and stuff of that nature. So I learned um, a few years back to somehow pay attention to this and then made it a point to just not be out especially among people who aren't aware of energy sensitivities of how we affect each other uh, through these energy sensitivities so on and so forth and i mean when you compound that with substances that are just going to knock you off your center uh, even though some may be fun some may be enlightening you still have the potential to go off on an end where i don't think one may have considered when engaging in these uh, in these activities so um, along with those heightened emotions, feelings, mental processes, you also have a heightened intuition, a heightened energy. There's the potential for heightened healing frequencies. Uh, you know, there, it's a good time to also, you know, contemplate things that you want going forward and definitely things that you do not want going forward. I believe the exact words that I expressed to my friends when I asked if they wanted to hear about my belief in the full moon is personally, I feel that, um, and in my meditation for the full moon, it was to meditate on things that I wanted removed from my life. And the idea of the meditation is that you, you think about these things that you don't want, things that no longer serve you, things that just don't play any kind of role in your life actively that you can just get rid of. Um, the idea is that you place these in within the full moon energy and then as the, the full moon starts to wane and goes into its new moon over that time period, those things will start to be depleted, deleted from your life. And so I told them very frankly that what I was working on or, or what I w wanted to manifest was to have the ideas of fear and guilt removed from my life. And I said, basically, because everything that we do in our life, people have, um, I don't know, they've been made to feel guilty, regardless of what it is. You know, there's just some form of something, whether it's, whether it's not being politically correct, whether it's someone's belief systems, whether it's the way a person looks at life, the way a person does something, interacts with something, there's always, it seems like, a point where we are being talked down to or made to feel bad about something. And I greatly, I think one of my things in life, just to get a little personal, I think growing up, uh, the idea of something as simple and natural as a as um, sex, sexual release, uh, sexual attraction, I always felt like a little bit of shame when it came to that. And I do feel that uh, those uh, inner feelings, whether they were subconscious, I, I mean, whether they manifested even from a, a prior life, oh, I think that's just the first time I've dropped that I do believe in reincarnation. Um, have had manifested in my life and it brought about a strong sense of guilt um, that I think I have actually, it's probably one of the things that I've had to deal with up to this point my entire life. Um, and then of course the idea of fear, uh, which can, I mean, definitely play a role in a person's confidence, you know, inner, inner knowing, inner being, stuff like that. Uh, I just, and I know those are two very general, very broad, uh, requests. I wasn't, when I, when I went into this meditation, I wasn't thinking like, uh, very specific. I wanted a broad scope of things because I feel like these two energies in particular, which are of a lower energy and a lower frequency, they can definitely interplay and intertie into so many other aspects of one's life that I felt like if I could just focus on a broad scope that these things could be released um, in their own time, you know, and uh, in their own focus, because I do believe also that we have to utilize some of these lower energies to help us catapult forward. So even though these lower energies on the whole aren't always a good thing to maintain, 
um, we do have to find ways to utilize them. I mean, they are our signs, you know, when, when we're feeling a certain way in a lower spectrum, that should be a sign that we need to change something or look at something to, to move that energy into a positive and more beneficial energy. So, um, so yeah, I mean, I know it sounds like it's speaking against itself, like, oh, we don't want the lower energy, but we need the lower energy. I mean, that's the case. It's the teacher-student aspect of life. So, um, so I started with these two for this particular full moon. I, I have to say, like, in, in the years past, when I consider meditations, um, I don't know if maybe it was because I was actually out in nature under the moon and just its glaring beauty and, and power or what, but it was very rooted this time around. And I have to say that almost instantly, once I made this declaration out loud and I had these witnesses, my two friends who were present with me, I, I felt the lift. I felt the shift in energy almost immediately. And I, I mean, and that's the great thing about this, you know, about, about understanding energy and the influence of other things in their energy around us and how we can use them to shape and mold our lives, our, our thought process, the, the way we, our outlook, the way we interact and, and act and react to, to people and situations and circumstances and experiences, you know, um, Along with all of this full moon energy and, you know, the heightened everything, it's a great time to be grateful. It's a great time to express gratitude, um, you know, for the manifestation of, of things that have come to us and things that we desire to come to us. So uh, full moon is a good, a good, good time, you know, especially I think, like I said, I feel like I'm using the application of this information in a very, very beneficial way because I, I believe as this moon continues to wane to the new moon that it's going to definitely start i mean i already feel absolved of fear and guilt and even more so so let me tell you about this personal anecdote that just i mean this experience it literally just happened yesterday <laughs> like i am still kind of i'm not reeling from the experience i'm completely baffled and i'm trying to make heads and tails of it and the reason why i'm tying this into the conversation on the full moon is because since this meditation just literally happened about three days ago and then uh, yesterday or two days after the meditation um i had this thing happen. So I'm still trying to figure out what it means. I'm, I'm trying to look at the lesson. I'm trying to get an idea of what I'm trying to be told. You know, am I, am I missing something? Am I overlooking something? Am I looking too much into something? So here is the story. Yesterday, I was with a family member and we, I was doing my daily errands. You know, this family member takes me, uh, he provides a vehicle so that I, that way I can get things done quicker. And, you know, just, you know, thankful for that. Um, well, after breakfast, we went to our second destination. So first destination was one, one store location. We went to our second one. And at the second one was basically I was grocery shopping. I'm just, I don't know why I'm, I'm beating around the bush. But, uh, you know, for that part of, of you know, our, my errands, it was to grocery shop and then to pay some bills. So I, I'm not the kind of person to carry... A lot of money with me I, I do I have to preface this also by saying that I do not believe in keeping my money on credit cards and uh, debit cards and things of that nature so I tend to have cash always 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 the only time that I use credit or debit is when I'm going to actually purchase something or pay for something or you know like make a transaction online uh or over the phone so usually it's bills it's it's anything that i i need to pay over on via online or you know over the phone like i just said so needless to say it's always cash cash purchases all the time it's never going to be done credit or debit ever so the only time that i carry all of my not all of it but carry a substantial amount of cash on me is when i'm going to get groceries and pay bills at the same time 
Well, this go around, I didn't have a lot of groceries to purchase, so I didn't spend a lot of money on groceries, but I had all of the end of the month, beginning of the month bills to pay. That's rent, utilities, it's tuition I'm still paying for uh, my massage therapy classes, and then whatever other bills would fall under this period of time. And uh, what happened was literally within... I'm going to say five to 10 minutes from walking to the cashier where I purchased my groceries and spent my whopping $26 um, over to the business center where I would complete my errands by, you know, making money orders and paying whatever I needed to pay to complete the month's, uh, the month's bills. Um, my wallet went missing like literally went missing and and we're dealing with a period of time where there was not a high amount of high amount of business there wasn't a lot of traffic in the store you know there, I wasn't bumping people to get by places um, and the reason why I'm saying this is because I'm ruling out the idea of like pickpocketing and stuff like that like literally after the surveillance was reviewed it was it was made known that there was no one around me between these two points at least no one close enough to see a wallet fall take a wallet pickpocket or anything of that nature right and I mean, literally within this time period, everything that I had went missing. I mean, my rent went missing. Everything went missing. I, I Thankfully, I got groceries, right? My $26 worth of groceries. But everything literally just vanished. And the crazy part is I recall feeling a weight in my pocket like I had my wallet. So I never thought twice in that five to 10 minutes that I had my wallet on me. I recall having the wallet on me, feeling the wallet on me. And so it didn't, nothing ever clicked until I approached the, um, the employee to start, you know, initiate the transactions for my bills and my payments and whatnot. Um, so all of this happened, you know, of course I, I, I spoke with, uh, the, the supervisor in charge, I spoke with the security, I spoke with the lost and found, I spoke with anyone who may have an inkling of an idea of what I could do, what can be done, and what to expect in the event that, you know, my property was not found. So this all makes me think like, okay, like what? I mean, I am definitely a believer of karma. What goes around comes around. So right away, I'm, I'm, I turn inside, right? What did I do? What have I done? You know, did, did is this merited? What is the lesson? Where is this going? Um, normally, I, I spout karmatic words like, you know, well, whoever found it, you know, they have something coming to them or, you know, just things like that nature. I found myself not doing that this time around. And even though I um, was obviously, uh, I wouldn't say distraught, but I was, it was apparent that I was going through an ordeal by those who uh, observed me and, and, and witnessed my, you know, <laughs> my, my, uh, pinballing between station to station and, and looking around and stuff like that. Um, I just, I, I just, I, I, I couldn't find myself saying things like that. Of course, at the same time, I was also thinking like, well, maybe whoever found the wallet needed the money more than I did. Um, but then I kept thinking, but that wasn't spare cash. Like, does this person realize like they have the potential to affect my whole life by their one decision of not turning in the wallet or of taking the money and disposing of, of the rest of the property. I, I don't know, you know, does this person realize that? I just, I was just so taken aback and how quickly it happened and how mysteriously it happened about everything, uh, everything going on. So of course, being with, with my very responsible family member, um, father, elder, elder father, he, he, you know, he, without even a second thought, started helping me with whatever he could as far as rent and utilities and tuition is concerned and and this is a man who doesn't have the deepest pockets but it was like there was no question and no doubt in his mind and heart that he was going to help me with what he could and and to that effect every I was put at ease I mean I don't have um 
I, I don't feel stressed over it. Technically, I didn't lose anything because everything was taken care of. Um, and I suppose when someone has the means to help, they do. So, of course, that is going to be... That, that reward will be reaped a billion-fold, as far as I'm concerned. And, and again, drawing back to the idea of the full moon, um, the, now is the time to to utilize and feel the power of gratitude. And I have to say, I'm extremely thankful for that. I'm sorry, I'm extremely thankful for all of this because it really could have been a lot worse um, for me. But so I, I think maybe that's the lesson. <laughs> um, maybe that's the lesson, don't worry. You know, I'm provided for, I'm, I'm taken care of. And, and again, I'm very thankful because it could have been a lot worse. And there are people out there who go through things and they don't have that help and so I am very grateful for that <laughs> excuse me sorry um so I guess maybe maybe this is the lesson you know and I didn't have to freak out I didn't have to put two thoughts into worrying about it and um I am just very grateful so with all of that being said um Whoever found or finds my property, you know, I don't, I don't have this karmatic, I don't feel like I have to say karma, you're, you know, you know, because it, it's stolen property if it's found at this point. Um, it's not like I dropped my property in a trash can and it's forever lost. Uh, obviously, the wallet was dropped somewhere and, and whoever found it, you know, I'm not going to say they have what's coming to them, you know, I'm not going to say that. I don't even, I, I didn't even feel that way yesterday when it all happened. I, I, I when it was all said and done, I think I, I started to, I started to feel a little bit calm. I, I, I went home immediately after taking care of everything that we had to take care of to get myself back on track, which happened instantaneously. And I have to remember that it happened instantly. Like as instant as I lost my property, I was taken care of. And so after everything was said and done in the runaround, I, I, I immediately went home <laughs> and I, I decided to hot soak because I just, I needed to think. I needed to be in, in solitary to think about things and to get myself in a place where I could start to make sense of things. And the one thing that I, um, I kept thinking was like, um, asking the universe to like guard and protect the heart of the person who found my property. You know, I don't know what their situation was and I am not without a means, you know, I certainly had to tap into some of my savings, which is very meager because I don't work, uh, I don't work at a job that, you know, I think people would find provides us a, a substantial income. Um, but, you know, just to protect and guard the heart of that person. And, and hopefully, you know, if, if, if it was intended through some kind of contract that I have with this individual, whoever it might be, that at some point in this life, my actions would help them, then so be it. So be it. They they ha they are where they, they need to be. I was where I needed to be. Things happened the way they were supposed to happen. And on that note, um, you know, as far as, uh, I guess, on the note as far as, I guess I lost my train of thought, but like, this is again, the, the, the heightened, heightened senses of the full moon have led to this conversation. Uh, all of these things, everything happens for a reason. And I'm, I'm not trying to be generic about it. Um, <clears throat> but again, we're human. Uh, we don't always make the right choices. And sometimes we are in an, a circumstance that were placed in so we could find out or learn a lesson. And um, with this full moon and these meditations that I've done, you know, I, I, I lost the fear. I already stopped feeling the weight of fear of, of not knowing what would happen, you know. And, and that was provided through, you know, the supplementation of, of being taken care of almost immediately. 
like it was almost immediate and um yeah i guess that's where that where this is all all leading me to you know what i'm saying like it's it's leading me to i i i'm i dare say definitely the power of gratitude and acknowledging the beauty of this life the beauty of how things work when you try and when when you keep when an individual keeps a positive optimistic attitude and outlook i do not want any kind of negative influence or impact on people when I am directly affected. So what I'm trying to say is I was obviously affected directly by <laughs> by this occurrence, but I don't want I, I karmatically speaking, if they, they have to learn a lesson, that's fine, but I'm not gonna be the driver of that. So anyways, full moon, personal anecdote. Yeah, great. Uh so it's all about learning things, using the energy to figure out things and remember the full moon just as it you know very clearly shines its light and illuminates things for us that metaphorically can be taken internally to every aspect of our life and um definitely shines a light on things that we need to learn and things that we're not observing or missing and um and again, you know, I'll probably reflect on this experience for the next few days as I still feel like there are things that I can learn from it. And with the energy of the full moon and its effects and influences on us, I'm definitely going to um, to turn to that and, and try and take something from it. Because this experience happened directly in correlation with the full moon i mean literally you know so uh maybe uh, i don't know maybe it was a test maybe it wasn't i don't know um but if i do come to some kind of understanding of it i will definitely 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 be more than willing to share what i find out what i discover and what i learn with you all so that will conclude our discussion on the full moon for today. And when the new moon comes, I will definitely uh, have something. Of course, that is going to influence us directly as well. Okie dokie. Now we're going to speak about genetically modified organisms or GMOs. This is a topic that I've definitely had my mind around and in and about <laughs> for many, many years, even well before genetically modified organisms or GMOs hit, I, I would say, the mainstream, which is um, how people became vastly aware of their existence entirely. Now, the GMO subject has uh, has a few things that have to be considered. Uh, there is definitely not a lot of uh, in-depth in, uh, information or research on the topic, and very, very few studies have been done on it as far as the effects of uh, of GMOs on the human system. Now, <clears throat> with that being said, uh, I guess because of that, this has the potential to be a rather objective, subjective conversation. It's definitely based on perspective and opinion, uh, as there, again, has been very little study on it. But we'll go through the information of course, I'm definitely going to give my opinions on the topic, as this is my podcast. But what I really encourage are for people to uh, just take in the information and then make your own assessments, do your own research. Again, this is why I do not give my resources, because I believe in doing that, uh, it kind of enables a person to not do it <laughs> and not make their own convictions uh, when it comes to topics of this matter. So again, if you feel like you need to do research on this topic, I wholeheartedly encourage, you know, you as the individual to do it. Uh, genetically modified organisms basically are genetic material that is altered 
via genetic engineering techniques. It usually involves the mutation, the insertion, or deletion of certain genes in a substance in an organism to modify their existence. Obviously, that's kind of as the name states of it in and of itself. So, from a subjective opinion, I feel like, especially when it comes to genetically modified organisms in food, in things that we take in, in substances that we take into our bodies, I kind of feel like this is the new attack on things like veganism and vegetarianism. Even though GMOs are used in meats and in animal byproduct and in pharmaceuticals, uh, the idea of utilizing GMOs in natural occurring uh, life forms like plants I feel like it's a new way to kind of attack those who have figured out that when we eat things that contain preservatives and different things that uh, that have been linked to certain diseases or um, cancers and things of that nature and who've decided to take this stance against those substances by only ingesting things that come and are born of this planet um, or derive come from the planet um, I feel like it's an attack on them now this conversation again is stimulated by the two friends that I, I participated in the full moon observation with and and have it's definitely inspired by that because I was the one who for the longest time was trying to give this information out and hearing things from people receiving the information, uh, hearing things from them or rationalizations from them or arguments from them that, you know, we're all going to die anyways, everyone's going to get cancer anyways, why not just enjoy what, what, I, what I can now, whether it's food or what have you, why, why be so analytical about things, you know, all of these arguments that I've heard in the past when I actually try to take that activist standpoint, you know, I now find friends and associates encountering on their, on their own and in their own time. And to a degree, it seems like it's a little frustrating uh, uh, for them. Um, But at the same time, I don't know. I feel like there, I feel like there's a rationalization of of a lot of things going on when it comes to this topic. Um, So from my point of view and my perspective, um, and the small amount of research that was available that I'm able to bring forth today um, and of course, it's going to be based around my opinions of the topic because I will, if I can help it, you know, I, I, I don't approve of GMO. I don't approve of anything that's been genetically altered or modified. We, who are we to play gods with what comes from this earth, from this planet, you know, naturally and of its own, you know, creation. Um, but what I've, what I've found that I can bring to you that you can find yourself if you look into it is um, some of the things that have gone on with the GMO and and the topics uh, that make it slightly controversial are that um, plants that are grown this way or created this way tend to have a resistance to pesticides, uh, to resistant to certain pests, diseases, their uh, environmental conditions to be contemplated. Uh, they say uh, it, it helps with the reduction of spoilage. Uh, there's the resistance to chemical treatment, uh, like herbicides, and 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 that it's uh, improving nutritional profile. I, I that's what they're trying to say are the benefits. I guess it would be the resistance to certain pests, uh, diseases, environmental conditions. Uh, reduction of spoilage, etc, etc, etc. So, um, the controversies that surround it, though, are, are whether or not they should be labeled. Uh, the role of the regulations uh, and the regulatory bodies uh, who of, of this and the effects that they pose on other crops, you know, um, 
the effects on the uh, environment because of the pesticide resistance that happens when these substances are ingested by pests who evolve to resist them. Uh, there's also controversy over the consolidation of the control of the food supply because what happens when these uh, companies start modifying our foods genetically, they're able to put a patent on that seed or food and therefore they're able to take control of that supply of food. And because if for those of you who aren't aware of how patents work, especially in this uh, uh, spectrum or scope, is uh, something that is grown naturally of the earth cannot have any kind of, it cannot be owned by anybody. So anything that is grown, corn, you know, any kind of vegetable or fruit that is grown that comes from the earth, it cannot be owned by a company. But if this company goes and alters the genes or the DNA of this plant, fruit or vegetable, they can then claim ownership of it because they have put their own stamp or mark on it, so to speak. So that's also where there is some controversy. Um, the controversy of contaminating non-GMO crops is there also. And, and then, of course, there's controversy because there are actually no long-term studies. So it's a very... It's a topic to talk about that ha it's like treading ice, you know, thin ice, because it can go in any direction. A lot of pe some people are for it. Some people are against it. Um, I know when I looked at the idea, at it's very simplest of ideas. When, uh, again, I can allude back to like how I look at things like fluoride and you just look at the, the base nature of the substance, it's destructive. Well, when you look at something like GMOs in foods and why they're using them, okay, you know, because they want to make plants resistant to like uh, drought. They want to make plants resistant to pests. They want to make plants that last longer, that taste better, that look better, okay, all by genetically altering the DNA of that organism. Well, they've started, I mean, in, in genetically modifying a plant to be resistant to pests, they actually added something to the plant that made it produce its own insecticide. It, and when I thought about this, when I thought about the idea of something that is living and growing that produces something that destroys something that's living and growing, I mean, to me, that's common sense. To me, it's saying like, hey, this plant, this ear of corn is growing its own insecticide. It's killing the bugs that eat it. What is that going to do to a human? When we ingest this corn, when we ingest whatever plant is genetically modified to grow its own insecticide, I mean, it's something that's growing a killing agent. How does it make sense that that, that is not going to affect a human being if it's going to kill an, an insect or an animal or all, even alter them? And, and this is something new that I learned uh, looking up this information is that actually that the uh, the genetically engineered organism it actually continues to produce itself inside of the human uh, the system that that it that takes it in be it human animal or insect um, that organism is continuing to work and grow and produce so it's so important to think about this because the the human digestive system, it's actually where like 70% of our immune system is, you know, because we take in nutrition and nutrients via the immune system, uh, via the, uh, the digestive system. So whatever goes on 
in that digestive process is going to directly affect how the rest of the body functions. Okay, when all of the food finally gets mushed down and made into the smallest, finest particles that it can be via the digestive process, once it goes into our lower immune system, our lower, I keep saying immune system, our lower intestine, that is where all the absorption takes place. So, and it's like the finest of sifters, like the lower intestine will only allow the smallest particles and nutrients to pass. That's the blood barrier area where it goes into the stream of our blood. And from there, it's filtered into every other area of our body. Um, it's so important to think like when a, when a laboratory genetically engineers something, they're going in on a cellular and molecular level. So already that should tell you that these substances are going to pass in through that lower intestine, okay? Because they're working with the finest level, the smallest level um, of that organism. And it just leads to it just leads to so many variables at that point you know as far as what we're taking into our body our dna doesn't i mean our dna our our bodies we don't just absorb nutrients you know we don't just absorb uh these this absorption it's it's not just food nutrition and other things like that it's also information our body takes in information on a cellular and molecular level from other, uh, from the substances that we take into our bodies. Um, so there, there's so much to consider in that regard. Uh, and of course, at the same time, when I think about how there are certain groups of people who want to alter energetic states of mind energetic uh states of body and mind they the the way we feel internally correlates with the way we process things mentally and emotionally so um attacking us from a nutritional standpoint and and it's something that that has to be contemplated um so these Altered organisms, uh, I guess, uh, uh, upon doing the research, one study had found that uh, there were certain symptoms and reactions to digestive problems that were lessened because... In this study, you know, this group of people decided they were going to try and go on a, a non-GMO based diet. So what they found in this study or this survey was um, that there were there was an improvement on digestive problems for this group of people. There was an improvement on fatigue, on weight gain or obesity there was an improvement over brain fog, which is basically, you know, your a cloudy consciousness. Um, there was uh, it, uh, there was an improvement on uh, mood problems, anxiety, depression. There was an improvement from food allergies or food sensitivities. There was an improvement on uh, their memory and concentration. There was an improvement on joint pain, seasonal allergies, and gluten sensitivities. And I, I, I do have to say that, uh, you know, the people who participated in this, th they were doing other things, you know. Some of them became vegans, vegetarians, some of them went gluten-free, others uh, watched, you know, certain, certain intakes of different things. Uh, some of them took on new exercise regimens and, and things of that nature. So, I mean, there's the idea that there was a predisposed, like, belief that they were going to get better. And, of course, mind over matter, you know, kind of, not to say, like, it was a placebo or anything like that. But, uh, yeah, we can talk ourselves into becoming sick. We can talk ourselves into becoming healthy. We can think our way into things, you know. So... I, it has to be mentioned that, you know, these, this, in this study or survey, these people were doing other things, not just, you know, not just going non-GMO, but where I kind of like, 
qualify these things was that there was another study with animals where they were providing animals with non-GMO nutritional like uh, well nutrition versus animals that were being fed GMO stuff. Okay, now these animals don't have the option or the choice to become gluten-free or vegans or to go on a certain exercise routine or diet routine, uh, whether it's intermittent fasting or juicing or whatever. Animals don't have that option. They can only do what their caretakers, providers provide. And that in this instance was a lot who had non-GMO feed and a lot who had GMO feed. And what they found with the animals who had the non-GMO feed was that there was um, there was less uh, digestive problems and less stomach inflammation. So, and inflammation is, uh, you know, it's irritated. It's 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 not a good thing for the stomach. Okay, <laughs> so um, so you have to. I, I correlate the two studies, even though this group of human beings had the option to impose other variables on their non-GMO diet, um, they found some of the same like uh, benefits of having non-GMO. And a lot of it had to do with the digestion. And again, I correlate digestive, our digestive process and our digestive system to the immune system. So think about it, a less immune, a less inflamed uh, stomach, you know, and a system that has less digestive problems is going to be more apt to absorbing the proper nutrition to keep their immune system going properly. Our immune system is in our gut. People don't realize this. What we eat affects us. We are what we eat, you know. And when you think about the rise in digestive disorders like IBS or IBD, which is um, inflam an inflammatory bowel disease or bowel syndrome, Crohn's disease, ulcerative colitis, and things of that nature. Um, when we look at this and we parallel to the use of GMO, they are both rising almost identically to each other. So, I mean, there are just different things that we have to look at when we, I mean, since there are no longer prolonged studies on how these things are affecting the human system which i have to wonder if that's for a reason um we have to we have to look at what's going on around us from a health standpoint and try and correlate that with things that we are taking into our body and things that are being given to us or provided to us I and mean, we don't have an immediate say on how a company produces or manufactures the food that we eat. You know, of course, there are things that we can do for voice our opinions. We can stand as an activist and, 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 and go against places like this, like companies that do things like this. But, um, you know, without any kind of sound factual studies or, or, or evidence-based information, all we can do is step back and try and look at what's going on and parallel them. Um, you have to remember, like I said, our body, it absorbs genetic information as well as, as anything else that it's supposed to absorb naturally. And, uh, I just, I, I just have to draw back to the idea that the earth, ha earth always provides Earth always gives, you know, there's always something that will help us and we just have to find ways to stay informed. I know this isn't the best argument against GMO, but again, without a lot of information to go to back it up, you know, it, it, it kind of does and feels like it becomes a subjective, um, a subjective, uh, uh, argument, even though we want it to be objective, but just take a look at things that are going on with the studies that have been done with mammals and animals. You know, as far as birth defects, uh, high infant mortality, sterility is concerned, and some uh, genetic alterings physically. Uh, like I think I read something about like hamsters growing hair in their mouth or something up to that effect. Uh, without the proper study of how these things affect human beings... Uh, it's hard to make an argument against it. And, um, you know, I just, 
I just think of things that come naturally. We are of the earth. We eat of the earth. The earth provides. Okay. Um, plain and simple as that. I feel like with people taking a turn to things like veganism and vegetarianism and getting away from uh, store-bought foods that are high in preservatives and things of that nature, the only thing that can be done to keep people in the state that they're in is to turn and alter the food, the healthy foods, you know? Um, I just don't think, I mean, I, I, I synthetic nutrition how does that, how is that natural for the body, you know, and, and what is being encoded in that synthesized nutrient? Food for thought, my friends, you know, I, I, I want to come back with a stronger argument against GMO, but there are going to be people out there. I mean, that, I guess I just have to say, like, it's so easy to become a vegan now when you can find soy meat that bleeds. I just don't, that just seems so unnatural to me. Um, and I'm all about the natural uh, when it comes to things that I eat and take into my body. So yeah, even though I do, I do personally participate in the consumption of animal product and byproduct. Um, I try and look for the healthy forms of it, you know, uh, for whatever is grass fed, raised naturally, cage free, non-GMO and organic, you know, those are the things that I look for. I have traversed in the world of vegetarianism and veganism in my life. You know, I've, I've done it, maybe not on a substantial scope as far as time is concerned, but I've done it at points in my life where I've seen benefits from it and uh, going into things like GMOs and feeling like I have to tell you, for example, when I eat, uh, eat things that are sugar-free, that are riddled with aspartame. I notice a difference in my body. I notice a difference in my body's chemistry, how I feel internally. Um, and I, I don't think it's a matter of being psychosomatic. I think it, it's actually, it's a legitimate instance where things are going on in my body that don't, that are not agreeable. So listen to yourself, listen to how, uh, pay attention to how you feel when you eat and certain things. You know, if, 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 you're an individual who is decided to give up animal product and byproduct for health reasons, I strongly encourage you to be organic in your decisions and to stay away from things that are, have been altered in a science lab, in a laboratory, who, that have been modified genetically. I mean, that's so important. Our DNA and, our, and a plant's DNA, you know, we're absorbing... We're absorbing everything that comes from that organism. And it's being broken down to its most basic, basic foundations. And those foundations are the same foundations that communicate with our basic foundations, our cells and our molecules. You know, what, what communications are going on in between them? You know, what's going on with those once they enter our system? A lot of, I mean, it, it's so small that we literally overlook how things affect us internally on a cellular level. And it's very important to stop and think about these things, especially in the long run. When I contemplate organic, natural sugar versus genetically modified sweeteners like aspartame, I will always tell my friends, I would just as soon pick diabetes over cancer because diabetes can be managed. Cancer, not so much if you don't know exactly what you're dealing with. So just contemplate that. What is going to be the less of two evils? I will definitely take something natural over something that has been modified genetically because I, I have no idea what is going on in that laboratory and I have no idea what else they're encrypting or encoding into the DNA of that organism and then putting that thing into my body and knowing that on a cellular level it's being a, it, there is an effect you know uh, it, it's so important to, to think about so again I mean this isn't the strongest case against GMO 
people have see a benefit for it. I don't think there's a benefit for it. I, I think we should leave well enough alone. It, we should leave organ, things that are grow naturally. We shouldn't even think about touching them. Like we're not the island of Dr. Moreau here. We're not gods. All right. I mean, gods in that sense, like of creation. Uh, this world, this planet was built, designed and created in a very beautiful way. And I don't think we're anyone to go in there and change things up. You know, uh, we have to think about how it's going to affect everything in the long run. Uh, aside from that, you know, I'm against big company. So any company that's going in there to try and make a profit off of something that should be natural and, and free for everybody, I think that is totally wrong. And so that would be another reason for me to say no to GMO is just that, you know, why am I going to give all the rights of this beautiful planet over to a company who's only trying to make a profit? And furthermore, to a company that not only, um, not only like, not only do they fund the growth of the use of GMO, but they also fund you know, the pesticides and herbicides and things like that. Uh, when a plant grows with a pesticide and then internally grows its own insecticide, you know, whereas it just does not make sense to me how people cannot see this. Why are you doing this to yourselves? You know, some of these studies, again, have been linked to cancer. But there's no actual study to say that. You know, they these are all just surveys and things that have been going around it'll come it'll flush out to the forefront again i mean that's why we have these conversations because we want to put these energies out there we want the universe to turn a glaring analytical laser to these corporations and and businesses that are are doing this to a most natural and beautiful thing so again go out there do your research, you know, look this information up on your own. Maybe you'll find something that I missed that'll either be a pro or a con that'll be for or against the argument. But that's what I have on this at the moment. And just remember what we put into our bodies, we are what we eat. Do you want to be something from a lab or do you want to be something from this beautiful planet that we come from? That is all I have for you on this topic today. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed. Alrighty, my friends, that will wrap up today's podcast. I'm so glad that everybody made it through. And, um, you know, full moon, GMO, there's always something to talk about. Again, uh, I do want to say, though, I, I, I have to give a shout out to the two friends who inspired today's podcast because they were the ones who, uh, who kind of helped initiate this thought process inside of me. And uh, even though I feel like the conversation on genetically modified organisms wasn't as... Uh, strong or as cohesive as I would have liked it to be it is what it is and the energy is out there and and the ideas and thoughts are out there you know to and I'm hoping to hope I'm hoping to inspire others to think about that topic and any topic that we do discuss here on this podcast which is why at the onset <laughs> onset I always like to say that this podcast is a podcast for deeper thought, inner reflection, positive vibration, benevolent opinion, and the proliferation of constructive information because it's all designed and intended to stimulate the thought for the individual and for the whole. So again, thank you for uh you know, extending your listening ears and your open hearts, your open minds, your light hearts. I definitely have gratitude for that. Definitely, definitely, definitely. Let's also remember that next podcast will be a milestone for me personally. It will be episode number 25. And uh, a milestone, I say, because in my past endeavors to do podcasts, you know, even though they're kind of like 
for my own uh, personal, like, I guess, whether it's cathartic or what have you, um, I never made it up to episode number 25, maybe a seven or eight, but uh, this is a pretty great thing. You know, I, I enjoy doing it. I enjoy getting my thoughts and opinions out there, and I will probably have a special topic for episode 25. So stay tuned for that. And uh, with that being said, until then, let us always continue to keep this in our minds and in our hearts. Are we ready? Love, peace, joy, compassion, patience, mercy, abundance, gratitude, harmony, faith, kindness. It is in you. It is in me. It is in us now.